Hello, and welcome to A Joyful Pause Podcast. My name is Nicole Taylor, author of A Joyful Pause, and I'm so excited to have my guest today, Jason Sue. Hi, Jason. Hey, Nicole. How's it going? Good. So stoked for folks to meet you. So Jason is the author of the book, Poker with Presence. He coaches on the topic of presence and high performance for people looking to reach their full potential and make an impact in the world. Drawing from his 15 years of experience as a winning professional poker player, Jason's work has benefited people in all types of fields, including poker players, CEOs, athletes, teachers, and more. And I know Jason from meeting him almost a decade ago now um, in the Leadership and Transformation Program created by Katie and Gay Hendricks. And so we spent two years together um, amongst a ton of other people just really being in a living lab of practicing the skills of presence, the skills of connection, and the skills of play. So welcome, Jason. Thanks. I, I can't believe it's been that long. We're, we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like to think seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, with all the good stuff that comes with it, of course. But then also I'm like, wow, 10 years. That's crazy. And to think about who we were when we started and, and who we are now, it's just it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. High five. Virtual high mm-hmm. five. Yeah, yeah. Um, So part of the reason I wanted to have you on today is I just think that one of your genius qualities really is presence, whether it's in the context of playing poker or whether it's just in the general context of life. And I recently read um, a little bit of an article from the Center for Healthy Minds, and they have this great framework for Um, understanding how human flourishing can be nurtured. And they have these four pillars of well-being that they have been able to use research to back up. And one of those is awareness. And the way they define awareness is as a heightened, flexible attentiveness to one's environment and internal cues, such as bodily sensations, thoughts, and feelings. And I was like, wow, we've been doing that for a long time. Thanks, (laughs) Katie, um, for introducing us to these practices, but really just happy to see that there's science to support it. And I feel like when I think of someone else who's lived experience, really shows the benefit of paying attention to those inner sensations. You were one of the people that came to my mind. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, I read something very similar to that recently. And it was really funny because I was on Twitter and this guy who has an enormous following on Twitter, I can't remember who exactly it was, but he wrote, everybody's so focused now on being present, being present, being present. But that's not what it's about. It's actually about this. And he read something that was basically the exact same quote. And I just wrote to my list. I was like, well, to me, that's literally the exact meaning of what it is to be present is being attuned to what's happening inside you and what's happening outside you at the same time. It's not all just about this like myth of feeling this spark of infinite connection inside you. That's not what I think it's about. We're just meditating until you're enlightened. That's that's not it. It's about how you can actually respond to what's happening in the world too. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, even though I am a meditator and I think you are too, mm-hmm. there's a difference between 
the place that the formal practice holds and the way that that becomes manifest just as we're moving in our life from day to day. And I think that presence, just being able to be right here, noticing what's happening inside, noticing what's happening in the space between you and someone else, noticing their experience, all of that just brings with it um, a richness that I think contributes also to the formal practice. There's this connection there. Do you see that connection between the presence that you have in your daily life and the presence that you cultivate through the formal practice? Do you feel a connection between those two? Personally, I've I've been meditating for about five to six years. And my experience of it is that I don't know what exactly it's done for my kind of daily interaction on a moment by moment level, but I'm definitely not willing to find out what would happen if I stopped. <laughs> so so it's, it's kind of like one of those things where I can't really quantify and point out like meditation has definitely done this for my ability to be more present and connected in my regular life. My dedication to presence and connection in my regular life, I don't know that it necessarily has created deeper meditations for myself. But I do know that I used to try to meditate all the time and I could never sustain it past like a week or two. And ever since becoming somebody who trained in these practices of, you know, let's not just focus on what's inside me, but also how to stay connected out in the world, uh, started meditating and never stopped. And I think I've missed one day. So, you know, that's a thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's, Great. Tell us how you came to see presence as the best way to improve your performance as a poker player and also in life. So I played poker for a very long time before going into this training that we did together. And my experience of poker then was one where no matter what I did, it never felt like it was going to be enough. No matter how much money I made, no matter how much I was winning, no matter how much better I played than other people, I always felt like it had to be more. And I think I can attribute that now that I think about it to just this lack of being able to savor the moment to really enjoy what's happening in front of me and inside me at any given time. And now with that ability, once I started practicing and really relentlessly using these tools to get more present and connected in my life, in the way that I relate to people, the way, the way that I relate to poker. As soon as I started playing poker again from that place, everything changed. And it was almost like every day was the beginning again, where I was just learning something new every day. The game felt like it had infinite possibilities and I was always happy to be there doing my thing. And that was not a feeling that I had in those last couple of years before kind of going down this path. That's awesome. So the way that it refreshed your appreciation is what I heard. Like if everything feels like it's new, you're seeing it with fresh eyes. And mm -hmm. that just sounds amazing. How did that bring more joy into your life? Well, the last year or two before that period, my relationship with poker was pretty miserable and I blamed it all on the game. I would say stuff like, you know, the game is different now. It's not like it used to be blah, 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 blah. And, and so once 
presence became more of a thing for me and a focus for me is like, oh, it was me. It wasn't the game, right? So now I have a framework for understanding how to take ownership and responsibility for all the experiences that I'm creating, whether it's relationships or with food or, or anything else, right? It's not them. It's, it's me. It's the way that I'm showing up. It's the way that I'm offering myself to connect and relate to things that is creating the dynamics that I'm either really, really enjoying or making myself really, really miserable with. Yeah, I like that claiming of responsibility for dynamics that feels um, like a skill that is really useful right now. Mm. Um, thinking about, I don't know, I spend too much time on Twitter. I don't know why I'm on there, but <laughs> because I'm not really doing anything useful, I'm like looking at pop culture stuff. And yeah. um, there's just this energy there that's so kind of knee jerk. And I think when I come into presence, when I'm on that site, I usually am like, oh, wait, I don't have to just be annoyed because someone said something stupid on here. I could just unfollow them or close this app, you know? So it, there's something about the way that presencing your emotions, your thoughts, your sensations can bring you into greater choice. Yeah. And to take it to another level, when you see those things and you're in a place where you feel good in your world and you're really kind of just happy with the way that you feel and the way that you're showing up in the world, you see those same people and their stuff doesn't really trigger you as much because you can just see it's like, oh, I, that's obviously just a thing that they're going through and I'm cool. They can do whatever they want. Right. But when you're disconnected and you're not living a life and you're not showing up in ways that make you happy, all those little things that people are doing out in the world have a way of really grabbing your attention and pulling you toward it. And, you know, that's when you go down the rabbit hole and we end up saying, oh, like social media is the worst thing in the whole world. Yeah. So really you're pointing to that insourcing that the inner landscape is creating your experience. And when the inner landscape is clear, then there's less static when you're engaging externally. Um, I love that. So a little bit more about, um, your shift from supporting performance and poker towards supporting just performance mm -hmm. or enjoyment in life. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so about a year and a half ago, my book, Poker with Presence, came out. I had no idea if anybody would even want to read it or be interested in any of the ideas that I was offering. And it was amazing, went way beyond anything that I thought could happen. And so pretty quickly, I was able to shift from playing poker full-time to just coaching poker players full-time, which I still have many, many poker players that I'm working with to this day. And one thing that I do to promote my business is I have a daily email newsletter where I write things about things I'm thinking about, insights, thoughts that I'm having around playing poker and performing in general at a really high level. And a few months ago, I had a couple people reach out to me who are actually not poker players. I don't know how they heard of me. I think maybe they were, one of them used to be a poker player like a long time ago and I guess still had 
a little bit of a connection to the industry. But another guy was just pretty much just a poker hobbyist who works out in Hollywood and got these two messages. And they're both like, I love your stuff. I love what you're talking about. I don't actually need you to help me perform better in poker, but I do want you specifically to help me grow my capacity to just be the best version I can be in the fields that I'm working in, right? So one guy's working out in Hollywood. Another guy is a CEO of a company uh, that he just took over and moved out to, and he's trying to rebuild the culture. And so what I found in these last few months is working with these two guys has lit me up in a completely different way than working with poker players. And I love working with poker players. It's been the biggest part of my life as an adult so it will always be a part of me and what i'm seeing now is that i have an opportunity to use these tools that i've learned this concept of presence that i've really dedicated these last 10 years of my life to sharing that with people out in other fields who really are working in different pools of the world and so what i'm seeing is the potential for this work to come out of me to them and influencing all the people they're working with, all the employees that they have, their friends, their families. And so influencing a different sphere of the world rather than just poker players and the people they meet. Now I feel really excited to also spread that knowledge to really anyone who works in a field that they find stressful, where they know they need to be at their best each day in order to really feel good about it and to also advance their career and make an impact in their lives and also who want to be able to go do their thing and play hard and work hard and also be completely available to their family and their loved ones when their workday is over and to really have it all. And so that excites me very much right now. And so right now I am kind of shifting my messaging and my marketing to encompass you know anybody who is wanting high performance and happiness in life. And, and that makes me very happy. Awesome. I love the connection that you made between presence and um, just being able to be there for the people that you care about and Mm -hmm. to be aware as you're having your impact. You know, I think about times when things were going really well. Like today I had a really great call and I had a back-to-back call. So I was kind of like, had a big wave of energy from the first call. And luckily the second call um, was with our friend, Becky Margiata, who you know. And so I get on the call and I was just moving with the energy that was flowing through and just sounding a little bit. And she was cracking up like, who starts a Zoom call that way? But it felt so good to let the joy fully come through rather than compartmentalize it to be quote unquote appropriate to have this call with Becky and then the moment would be gone. So there really is something to the, um, the presencing as a means to flowing with whatever is arising in that moment and making that the way that you move through the world rather than putting it to the side or saving it for later, you know, I think um, there's something about letting things flow through that feels so delicious and enlivening. And I wonder what are your experiences with that? 
Yeah, I've had I've had lots of clients come through and one really common theme is that a lot of these people have families, they have children, they have spouses and in these fields that are stressful work, right, where you need to really be locked in and focused and bringing your A game every day, a lot of these people end up giving the best of themselves to their work, right? And then so when that day is over, then they go back to the people who they, you know, do this for, right? The family, the wife, the kids, and there's nothing left in the tank to really be with them, to play with them, to have fun, to savor, to share the good news of, oh, this is all that happened today, right? And so to me, that's a failure. That means that you're not actually a high performer. You're just somebody who has allocated resources and shifted them from the people that you love to your work. And so other people do it the other way and they give everything they have to the people they love and they're ineffective in their work. And so what I'm up to and what I'm interested in is how do we get you to the point where you're performing at your highest level, you're in flow, you're relaxed, you're doing your thing. And then when you shift into your home life, with your friends, your family, the people who you love most, the people who you most want to share your biggest successes with, the people who you most want to comfort you when things aren't going great. How can you fully still be yourself, still be you, still feel comfortable flowing in that same way as you did when you were working, right? And so there's somewhat different energies that you're bringing about, but creating that shift and learning how to move from one to the other in a way that still feels like you, that's, that's the skill, that's the practice that I love. To work with people on. That's awesome. And what are some of your favorite ways to do that? Really, I offer lots of different ways for people to kind of open up to remembering that they have a body, basically, right? So as long as we can find a way to make sure that you're getting out of your head where all the thoughts and stories are kind of percolating and remember that you have a body that you can give some awareness, some attention to, you and I both know there are so many effective ways to do that. And so I'll offer a menu and see what people like and then find ways to help them stay connected and rewire the system to where they are kind of organically and naturally moving in that direction when they start to feel that stress, when they start to feel that disconnection coming along. So really the process is kind of show somebody what the problem is in terms of these are the results you're creating when you disconnect, go into your head, forget that you have a body and a nervous system that can really contribute to your performance. Then show them some ways to kind of get out of that and then start training them to remember to use that at the first sign of stress. So you kind of do that over and over and it creates a really nice feedback loop that really shifts behavior over time quite a bit. Yeah, I love that. One thing I like to do, especially um, when my client or if I'm doing a group class for an organization, is just help people remember to take five connected breaths. And it's so funny, you know, all of this is happening on Zoom these days. So we start the class with five connected breaths. And then you see people start doing a little shoulder circle, doing a neck roll, mm -hmm. reaching their arms up over their head. And it's like, yeah, you don't need a ton of time to realize that your body is wanting some sort of movement. Um, so I just love what you said about 
the feedback loop that it creates, like whatever the tool is, using it in the moment lets your nervous system have a benefit. And then when your nervous system has a benefit, it helps you remember to do that next time you're in this same situation. Yeah, for sure. And, and I have a really funny story about this um, because breathing is the thing, right? Breathing is the thing that makes everything else I teach go. If you stop breathing while you're trying any of the stuff that we're working on, it's not going to work. You're going to jack up your adrenaline. Your nervous system is going to get flooded with it. You're going to start freaking out. You're going to start having all these thoughts and believing them, right? But once you get the breath going, now you're available to all these other things. And so for a while, it was like, okay, I'm going to start with clients and just making sure they're breathing well. And there's this one guy I had, and he signed up to work with me long term. And we did our first session, and his breath was just terrible. It was short. He couldn't access really any of himself. He was so deep in his head. And a lot of it was just because he couldn't breathe deep and consistently. So we spent that entire first call just kind of changing the way that he was breathing to activate a more slow, easy, connected breath. And he felt good and we get off the call and uh, we have, you know, another month of calls to work through together. And he sends me an email and says, you know, I don't I don't want to keep doing this. It's too expensive for what we we're doing. And I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I literally just added like 10 years to your life and gave you the capacity to completely change everything that's going on inside you. But it was like for him, the, with the amount of money he paid, it was too simple, right? It was too easy. It's like I paid this guy all this money and all we did was breathe. So now I don't start with breathing anymore because I make sure I, I give them that like mind blowing insight into their psyche first that convinces them that I actually know a whole lot. And then we go into the breathing and then everybody's ready, right? So so that's that's kind of my story about that. That cracks me up. I think there's so many things that are simple, but if they were easy, we'd be doing them already, mm. you know? And I think paying attention to breath is one of them. Um, yeah. So that's funny. Hey, I'm wondering about the cost. So what do you see as the cost of not building the skill of choosing to come into present moment awareness or choosing to use your attention in specific ways rather than just having it pulled by the greatest stimulus in the moment? I know this one because I, I've paid the price myself for many, many years before I started kind of working on this inside myself. And, and for me, the, the cost was always this nagging feeling inside me of, I know that there's more. I know I could be doing better than this. I know I can be showing up in ways that can create more happiness for myself, more success, more love, more relationships that I'm looking for. I know that it's all in there inside me because I believe that we're all born with it and I'm just not doing it. I'm not getting it. I don't have that. So for me, that was the price that I paid for all those years of kind of walking around, not really connected to myself, not connected to the world in the way that I wanted to be is knowing that I have all this potential. It's, it's all there. I know what I'm capable of. 
I can do all these great things, but I'm just not. And, and that feeling for me was just so miserable and unacceptable that I was ready to do anything to kind of alleviate that. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. It kind of is leaving some genius on the table. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I would have glimpses, right, of the of the genius inside me. I would have these moments of like, "Oh my god, I just did that. That was that was cool." But then it was like, where did it go? The next day, I just feel like the other feeling again for another however long until I get another glimpse. And it's like, well, why is why are these just glimpses? Why isn't this how life just is? I feel like this could be just how life is if I could just find a way to do it. And and so so that's it for me. I notice for me the cost is it's like go, 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 and then the thing that you've been working toward happens and you feel it for a fraction of mm. a second mm -hmm. and then it's on to the next. Mm -hmm. And that feels like the cost of like not actually enjoying the life that you're creating. It's like, oh, I wanted to do this and then you're able to do it and it's like, great and then i want to do that and it's like no just take a moment to be in the journey toward whatever it is that you want and then be with the feeling when you've co-created with the universe that thing that you want and then celebrate mm. and let from the celebration let the next impulse arise and then be there for that and for that and for that. So it's kind of like the cost is you miss out on the feeling of the dance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that you described it in that way. And it's amusing to me because we're such opposites. So you're the classic kind of type A of like, I'm I'm not I'm not enough until I get this but then when you get there you realize that it doesn't fill that kind of thing that you were looking for. Anyways, whereas I'm I was always like the type B uh you know, I'm a slacker. There's so much more I could be doing and I want to, but I'm not going to and I'm going to whine about it. Right? So that was so we we come at it from opposite directions, but it, it ends up in the same place of just like a great dissatisfaction with what you have and what you don't have and and so with the type A performers, it's, it is that feeling of just, I can't even enjoy this. And I got this thing and I thought it was going to make me feel this way, but I still feel this. So what's, what's the, that means that it wasn't the thing, right? It wasn't that I, I had the wrong goal and now I need to find the right goal. But now you just keep going through that cycle over and over until one day you have like a nervous breakdown of sorts. So presencing is the antidote to that. And I won't say that, you know, I've got it solved. I still find myself <laughs> in those moments of like rushing um, to the next thing. And, but, and there, but the part about presence that's so brilliant is the body sensations are the thing that lets you know you're doing that, right? Mm. And you feel yourself a little bit forward or there's no slowness at all. 
that for me is the sign of like, oh, I'm doing that thing again. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can just take some breath. Yeah, that's that's the thing I love about what we're up to is that for everyone, you get to build out like a custom roadmap and really get to know yourself deeply in a way that you haven't given attention to before. And, and over time, you start to see your patterns as they're playing out instead of having to see them later when all the damage has already been done right and you get to recognize in that moment yeah yeah i'm doing it like you said i'm i'm doing it and i know what to do to not do it so okay now we're getting somewhere right now we have a recipe for how to stop the patterns that are making us so unhappy and learn what it feels like when we're doing the thing that feels really good now you can create this map and almost take a snapshot inside you of oh this feels amazing that must be a sign that I'm on the right track and I'm going at the pace that suits me. I am really following what genuinely excites me and lights me up in the way that only I can do it the best, right? So let's let's keep activating that feeling. Let's keep going after that feeling. And what everyone finds, I think, is that the more you just live in that feeling, the more you end up really having more of what you want everywhere. Yes, yes. So let's widen the circle. Sometimes, um, to me, all of these consciousness expanding tools are, to me, like it's obvious that it's for you, but it impacts other people. And yet, sometimes if you don't expressly say that, people think, oh, this is, is this individualism? So mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit more about how you see the practice of presence being of support to those larger circles around us, family and friends, Mm. the larger community, society as a whole, like how does that ripple out? I think that it's really magical and beautiful in the way that I've seen it work in my life, which is that it's not something that I ever went and actively would sit people down and talk about me like, look, you've got a problem and if you just started getting more present and connected that would fix you right because i care about you and i love you and i want you to live a long happy life well that that never works right that i don't i don't know anybody who pulled that one off (laughs) and and so the the beauty of it is the way it works is that you learn it in yourself you go live your life you do your thing people see you doing your thing and they're like, oh man, what is, what's going on over here? I would like some of that. I don't know what that is. I just know that that person is doing something that I'm not. I would like to be included in that. Maybe I will, maybe I will ask a question or maybe I won't ask a question, but I'm just going to go hang out with them more and I'm going to kind of osmose it and, and be in their field and kind of just see what's going on. Right. And so that's the thing is that you live your best life. You live your most connected, fulfilled, most purposeful life playing at your highest levels all the time. People are going to notice. They're going to want to get involved in, and be curious about what you're doing. Some people might ask you directly what's going on. Other people might just watch and kind of take it in. But you're making an impact no matter what, just by going and, and doing your thing. And so for me, it's now my profession and so it's set up to where I have a bigger audience. I can make an impact in that way on social media, through marketing, through coaching myself. And 
I didn't need to do any of that to have a big impact in the world. I could have just gone and continued playing poker or starting some other business as me, as this version of me, and it would have made a really big difference in plenty of people's lives just by showing up in that way. And I think anybody can do that. You don't have to become a coach or, or anything like that. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So the message there is be that thing. And that in and of itself has ripple effects. Yeah, it's like, don't, don't talk about presence, right? Just be it. And people will get it way more. If you talk about it, they'll be like, uh-huh. Uh -huh. But you talk about it, but you're not actually connected while you're doing so. They're not going to believe you. They're not inspired, right? <laughs> because you're just you're just saying something. You're not actually doing it. So when you actually are it, that is what people connect to, not what you say. It's what you do. Exactly. And then even widening that circle. So when I look at the world right now, there are a lot of societal, what I would say are opportunities. You know, we have some opportunities to heal political divisions. We have opportunities to help heal the environment. We have opportunities to help heal systemic racism. Like there's a lot of opportunities for change and I feel curious about which one enlivens you the most and how you think presence could support change in that area. Yeah, we, we have a lot of friends who are, who are kind of working in all sorts of big fields in this area, right? And putting these tools into practice in you know, all sorts of fields. And, and I think that's amazing. And I tell people all the time, imagine what the world looks like when everyone is able to just slow down, connect to themselves, connect to one another, and live a life where they're just satisfied and happy with everything they've got going on, that ends so much of the problems that we have as a society. And so I think that obviously is, is a wonderful thing. And, you know, going down your list, I tend to be a person who doesn't think of putting myself in those terms specifically. And, and I love just working on the things that I'm passionate about. So in my life, it's been how to, you know, be a great poker player and who's also connected to life. Now it's expanding to how to be a great, you know, business owner or athlete or, or whatever and, and do that. So I love working with people on an individual level and and kind of spreading it that way and and so we have great friends who are doing amazing things working from the top down of like well, let's go to the most influential people we can find and have them shift and spread it so i think that you know it would be kind of like disingenuous of me to try and do it that way because that's not really where my true interest lies my true interest lies in being me and showing up as myself seeing who wants to show up and come learn with me, play with me, and trust that that's kind of my piece in it because that's what makes me the happiest. Thank you. Wow, I have just loved uh, speaking with you today and wondered if there were any burning things in your mind that you didn't get to express about the power of presence that you'd like to share. Hmm. Yeah, I guess... One thing that I learned 
kind of this past week, I, I just went out and played poker for the first time in like two years since COVID started and absurdly, ridiculously won a huge amount of money. And one of the thoughts that I was having during this very hot streak uh, that I was having at the poker table was that now coming back, not having played much poker at all in the last year and a half and just being a coach for the most part, what I found is that my willingness at the poker table to really go all the way into focusing my mind on well, what's the thing I can do right now to get as connected as I can? What's, what's the thing that I can do to level that part of my game up instead of trying to figure out the solution or figure out what I need to do next had really gone up to basically 100%. And so at that point, I was playing a different game than I ever had played before. I wasn't really playing poker anymore. Poker happened to be the activity I was doing, but the actual game that I was playing was, well, how connected can we get? And I think you can apply that really to whatever you're up to in life. It's how can I just go all the way into believing that if I, in this moment, get fully arrived here in my body, in my system, and able to stay connected and curious and present with the people that I'm with, that that's enough, that I have enough inside me that I don't need to figure out anything more to make something happen, to get something done, that it's all in there. And the fastest way to close that gap between what's inside of us and how it comes out and expresses itself is to really get that nice, relaxed, calm connection inside of us. Wow, I love that. I love that you said you weren't, like it it kind of transcended the context of poker and was just you fully present in you and with the people that you were with and that was taking it to some whole other place. Yeah, like I had a great time just interacting with people more so than I ever did before, that I ever remember doing before. I found myself performing at levels that were higher than levels that I had performed when I was studying poker all the time, which is seems crazy to me. And just able to really enjoy the moment much more than I than I did before. I was really getting there towards the end before the pandemic started. And after a year and a half of just working with people on this all the time, it it's gone up another level. And so really would love to invite anybody listening to consider that the game you think you're playing may not actually be the game you think you're playing that really if you want to go up another level in how you show up it's really about this that we're talking about here mm, that is a perfect note to end on so jason how can people find you if they want to read your book or if they want to work with you yeah, that's great. Um, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Jason B. Sue. That's Jason, the letter B, and then S-U. And my book, Poker with Presence, is over on Amazon. You can just search for it over there. And my website for now is pokerwithpresence.com. That will probably shift in a little bit to just my name. But for now, go ahead and find me over at pokerwithpresence.com and read all the things that I'm up to over there. Awesome. Jason, I so appreciate you being my first guest for season three of this podcast. It was just wonderful to start with 
your presence and your ray of genius, which is really helping people to access presence in themselves, no matter what they're. Mm, thank you so much. It's been a great gift in my life getting to know you. And so just so happy to be here and get to talk with you today. Awesome. All right, listeners, you know where to find him. You know where to find me, ajoyfulpause.com. If you'd like to look at some of the other episodes or find out what the upcoming classes that I'm teaching are, whatever you're doing, take a couple of connected breaths with us as a way to end this podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Be well.